and welcome to the Pro Advice Business Podcast Series. My name is Ben Ledipski and today I'm going to discuss managing risk in your business. Just a bit about Pro Advice. We help family business prosper through integrating strategic business advice and accounting services. To hear more about the topic for today, my guest is Clinton Pink from Pro Advice. Got a good background when it comes to understanding risk and what can be done to mitigate risk. Hello to you, Clinton. G'day, Ben. Initially, Clinton, I was just wondering, how, how do you define risk? Uh, risk is uh, uncertainty of outcomes and results looking to the future. Um, lots of people think it's lots of things, but it, it really just is a measure of uncertainty. Could you, I was just wondering if you could break that down a bit. Can you pull, that about, pull it apart a bit further for me? Yep. Uh, so in risk return, which is something we hear a lot in our investments, the greater the risk, uh, the greater the required return. Uh, so that's risk as an economic concept. Uh, but risk in a company also is the risk appetite of the board. Uh, the board as a collective need to establish how much uncertainty they're um, willing to pursue. Uh, risk is both a good thing and a bad thing because it's where opportunity comes from. And the company over time will take on a personality of its own of what it's willing to uh, accept uh, and can be different to each of the individual board members as individuals. Uh, as a management system, risk is uh, key uh, to understanding the context of the uncertainty, how much risk is able to be tolerated uh, and what needs to be um, done to mitigate and manage risk uh, from a product and service basis and from a governance basis around frameworks. So risk really is quite a large area then. Indeed and in, within business Clinton what are the main sources of risk? Where, where would we find them? So if we're, if we're looking at the present time we can see all sorts of geopolitical risk uh, around the world and even within the state I'm living in, in Victoria, uh, with the shutdowns in metropolitan Melbourne of state government. The US government have uh, imposed tariffs on goods and services in their trade relationship with China. Uh, so the political environment is one area uh, that we see great risk. Within the economic environment, uh, the interest rates both now and in the future uh, is an area of risk. We, particularly with prospective purchases, we do stress testing with our clients uh, based on what we think is a realistic uh, interest rate over the time period that clients are going to repay debt, not just the honeymoon rates they might experience right at the start. Inflation uh, within the economic environment is the measure of how much purchasing power you have. Uh, of course, in farming, we know about risk in the natural environment coming off uh, years of dry, particularly through New South Wales, uh, and then actually having years of floods, uh, which we might have coming up. In leadership, uh, the ability to accept responsibility uh, and make decisions that aren't just popular decisions. Uh, in commercial and legal, we have risk in contracts uh, and oblig obligations contained therein. Um, I think they're the main sources of risk in business today, Ben. Clint, sounds like there's risk hiding around every corner ready to pounce. Um, 
what can we do in the business to try and mitigate that risk? Yeah, so most businesses will have a risk framework uh, where they form a risk matrix, uh, which goes through the likelihood uh, and the consequence of an uncertain event taking place. Now, something with a very high likelihood and a very high consequence may be an item that management can't afford not to manage. Whereas uh, if we have an extremely low likelihood uh, and an extremely low consequence, management might say, well, it's a risk, but really we don't need to do anything about it. So the, the matrix itself will uh, both assess uh, and measure uh, and contextualise what needs to be done in terms of action uh, and having identified, measured, estimated the effects, uh, then the strategies to be adopted to either mitigate through an insurance or manage through process and procedure can be put in place by management for the good of the business. I think I've seen them before with regard to, say, Work Health and Safety, Clinton, where there is a, a task that might have a fairly high um, severity but has a very low incidence. So, yes, it's, it's considered, but it's not priority. Uh, conversely, if it was a high severity and high likeliness, um, it would certainly be a priority for the Work Health and Safety System address. Well, that's right. You, you can always take things to the Rolls-Royce end of the market and have lines painted where humans are allowed and other lines painted where machinery is allowed. Uh, or you can have um, more watered down versions. But so long as the outcome is effective uh, and within the risk tolerance of the business itself, uh, then it can be deemed acceptable to that business. And in, in essence, why should a business consider risk? Well, um, when I first started working, most decisions seemed to me to be made on gut feel uh, because there was insufficient evidence to do anything else or uh, the evidence that was uh, delivered was not sufficiently accurate uh, to be relied upon. Now, whilst I don't think that ever completely disappears as a very useful reference point, now I think we live in a data age where you are able to get better evidence for decisions and not be constrained by the gut feel when all the facts point to a different answer. If you're a believer in continuous and never-ending improvement, uh, then you need to measure uh, what decisions are being based upon uh, and the outcomes on those decisions to continuously try to improve the quality of future decisions. Um, the banks uh, and other regulators are requiring far greater uh, information and proof of assumption uh, from business in determining things like interest rate. Uh, and government legislation is becoming ever more onerous. Um, we, we are required now uh, to tick a lot more boxes than we were in the past, which in itself is not always a bad thing. Indeed. Quinn, thanks very much today for that discussion on the risks of not considering risk. Oh, thank you, Ben. Uh, and please, listeners, do, do understand that risk is both... Uh, the management of the downside, but also the exploration of the upside opportunity. So opportunity itself is positive risk. Very good. Um, thanks, Clint. Ultimately, 
Miss here, it's best to obtain professional advice to determine what might best suit your own switch situation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. For more information, please refer to our website, which is www.proadvice.com.au. In the meantime, keep well, keep safe, keep talking, keep connected, and think abundantly. Thank you.